ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the week 17. This roller coaster is still picking up steam edition of Roraholics Anonymous. It is I, Uncle Brother Ted, joined by the two lead residents of Walbrook West. What? The mansion for the mad on the shores of South Haven, Lake Michigan, Dino Blandino. Roar! And impossible, might it be Lomas? We are licking our wounds. Yeah. But we're doing more than that. We have a big announcement to make in this pod. Something unprecedented is coming down the pipes. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, my God. And uh, But first things, it's this episode is about the past, and this episode is about the future. Yeah. And in the middle of that, stretched thin as can be, is the lion's present. Oh, boy. And that of its most loyal, idiotic fans. Oh, no. What are we even doing? How we doing, Dino? What's going on? How are you well, feeling? You know, I'm doing pretty well. I after this uh, last week's game, they played last was, week. I don't know this week's game. Whatever. What week is it? Yeah. Um, one of the nice things for Blandino here is the game was on the the Holy Sabbath mm. of Saturday. So I actually. Um, I have a little bit of a uh, Dino Blandino is is a Shabbat observant. He's so a I'm showing their Shabbos. I don't roll in Shabbos. And I, Shabbos. I don't watch the fucking lions on Shabbos. No, but um, did but you get Billy a, Sims to Shabbos Goy and come on over and turn the TV on? So that was the question is like for a really big game. I'll leave the TV on. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't figure out how to leave it on. But the game was, in some ways, the chance to go over 500 was so big that I was actually wrestling with, you know, should I accidentally hit the TV with my elbow and turn it on? What do you mean you didn't figure out how to leave it on? You just don't turn it off. Yeah, but it's, okay, it's a little more complicated than that, you moron. What? It turns off, no, I had to watch it on, like, the Fox app on this TV. We don't get the local channel, Mm. so whatever. I would have had to like turn it on and push the buttons. So I was trying to like uh you know figure out should is this game big enough that I should, you know, like big enough to me is like uh pistons in the NBA finals, you know, that I need to find a way to get a Shabbos Goy here to whatever. I decided it wasn't. It wasn't big enough. So I didn't watch the game. The best decision of your adult life. Yeah, so I had a peaceful, peaceful Saturday, in other words. But then after it was over, I decided I made a really foolish move. I decided to watch it um, in real time, meaning I got I found an illicit replay of the game and streamed it online and and broadcast it to my my TV. And so I plan on watching it and I got. I watched the first half and I was like, oh, shit, this doesn't look good at all. And then I kind of skimmed the second half. And I guess that was a more painless version than actually watching that game because the first half was ugly. I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen this. 
okay, here's what scares a loss is a loss. And we vocalized last week that this team could lose on the road. There's nothing crazy or wrong about losing a game on the road against a team that's not, you know, bottom of the league, that's sub average, but not bottom of the league. However, the thing from beyond about this game is how many times, I, if they keep statistic, statistics of this, I'd love to see it. How many times can you run the same play right up the gut or run right through the tackles up the gut and go for 30 yards? Like our defense was so bad at stopping the most basic play in football. It was beyond belief. So that was the thing that sort of scared me. It wasn't losing so much is the how many steps they seem to take backwards on defense. That was just. I don't get it. I don't know how the same team can go out and be competent against the run and then look so incompetent the next game. Well, I think we lost sight of the fact a little bit that the roar defense sucks. Huge donkey balls. And just because they played better against the Bills and the Jets doesn't mean they don't suck. And uh, they still do. And I, my guess is that this was just somehow a bad matchup for them. Somehow, I don't know what that means exactly, but based on what they did on the ground, the Panthers, I mean, um, clearly they just had our number and just dominated the offensive line, you know? You know what our number was? Zero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. That was Double. our number. Double did zero. you, Lomas, did you, um, I raised my hand in the chat for a reason oh, yeah, I'll I see explain that. in a moment, but yeah, did you, you watch did. or listen, Lomas? I actually was not even aware the game was being played on Saturday because normally it's Sunday. I This is the time of the season when, game, for some reason, games are played on Saturday as well. Didn't even know that until Sunday. And then I looked to see, oh, when is the Lions game? I'm like, oh, fuck, they already played and got crushed. Okay, well, I guess that <laughs> happened, and I wasn't even aware of it um, until I was. Anyway. Uh Crazy. I watched the whole game. Wow. How's that? How do you feel about I'm that? Sorry. I actually I'm, I feel bad. I, I I think at some point in the second half I stopped. I kind of went back and forth. I stopped watching for a while, but I, I was kind of tuning in and every once in a while tuning it on. But wait a minute, hold up. We are skirting a very important issue. Hmm. Which is what's with the liturgy today? We just rolled right into. I know. Well, I'm waiting. Well, I got it queued up here. We, I'm we go back to the traditional Dude, liturgy. If, we if double down. I'm actually doing a longer serenity prayer today. That's what we do. Okay. Yeah. Because I got to say something, guys. Okay. So, Dino lives in Detroit. So by definition, I am. You are sort idiot. of the most affected. I, I basically live in the distillery, as it were. And uh, the whole reason we started Ruraholics Anonymous. 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 The whole reason we started this damn thing was for moments like this, like last week, when... Alliance team manages to somehow scrape their way to 500, which isn't even good. And then we lose all perspective. And you guys cheer me on as I'm buying tickets oh, to yeah, the game. 
And you guys, you know, don't we failed? Warholics Anonymous, we have to admit, was a complete failure because the second that the Lions pulled to 500, we stopped saying the Serenity Prayer. We stopped admitting, confessing that the Lions, that we have an illness, that the Lions will always suck. It was basically the same as an alcoholic who makes it to a one year of sobriety and celebrates by saying, I don't need this damn alcohol AA anymore and heading out to the bar and getting shit faced. That's what we did. And uh, I, it's my fault as much as anyone's, but I'd like to at least admit that, that when we most admit, when we most needed the serenity prayer and all things RAA, we have, Abandon it we like totally, a hot potato. We kicked that shit to the curb as fast as we could. That's it. Doesn't take much to get Lions fans to go all in. Five hundred record well, is about it. Dino, I call BS on that whole monologue because if you believed any of what you just said, you would not have the plans that you have for this coming <laughs> Sunday. No. <laughs> Do not pretend that you are chastened in any way or have learned anything or mean any of your Roraholic Anonymous propaganda seriously. Hold on. Hold on, Uncle Brother. Hold on there, Sonny. Because it is true, and I guess this is the kind of cat out of the bag here, but the Roraholics are heading (laughs) all of us to Ford Field. Oh, no. We're all heading to Ford Field to see the Lions take on the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. On January 1st, we are we are we are such devoted Roarholics that the first day of the year we will have already ruined our chances to recover for the entire rest of the year. Blown all. I mean, if at least it was December 31st, we could just go full Bacchanal. Instead, we're going to be in Ford Field with 50,000 people nursing hangovers and vomiting in the bathrooms from the night before. And I'll tell you something if we win, we're right back to where we were a couple (laughs) weeks ago, throwing the shit, throwing the serenity prayer in the toilet. (laughs) Throwing the serenity prayer in the industrial size urinals from the uh silver dome um so so dino but I mean, in, any go event, ahead in my and, defense and say you're i want def- to be going to the freaking game if honorary raraholic big don from big california don. wasn't coming into town big don's big don and his deep pockets and his bottomless mm. love for dan campbell <laughs> <laughs> big don man he is much more of a pistons fan but i think they're so bad that he couldn't help but getting a uh, 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 stage five uh Look. Orgasm. is in a weakened state. He's in a very weak state. He's had uh, lion's wood for for half the season and, and for seven eight weeks. It started to go down this week, but it was too late. He had already bought the tickets, and so we're on. But if it was up to me, yeah, I are. don't know. Yeah, well, we I'm are. crossing two state lines to be there. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I could stow away in the Bears' plane. I mean, we're coming from the same 
place. Just yeah. I dress up like Justin Fields and sneak onto the plane. There you go. I think traveling Aurora Holic across state lines is a federal. It's offense. illegal in every state. It's a RICO <laughs> crime. <laughs> There's those. I don't know if they have these in Detroit, but they're like on the on the city interstates. They have like Amber Alert. Yeah, and then it's like my license plate. They're like Roraholic <laughs> in Indiana. Extremely dangerous. <laughs> Do not approach, dangerous. approach with extreme. We'll roar for food. <laughs> we'll roar at the well, are we, are we, so are we doing the serenity prayer? Oh, yeah, hell, oh, yeah. oh hell yeah, we're about to do the serenity prayer. We it's must right. do it. And I'm going to say I, it, I have some I have some counterpoints to make here, but I'm, go ahead and say your serenity prayer. Okay. May the ghost of Bobby Lane grant me the serenity to accept the things about being a Lions fan I cannot change, the courage to change the things about being a Lions fan I can't, and the wisdom to know that the Lions will always suck, living one day at a time, enjoying one play at a time, accepting accepting losses as the pathway to peace, taking, as Bobby Lane did, this awful... Lions organization as as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that the ghost of Bobby Lane will make all things right if I surrender to the fact that the Lions will always suck, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life as a Lions fan, and supremely happy with the ghost of Bobby Lane forever and ever in the after season. That the lions will never reach. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. That was uh that was not a less is more bit of liturgy. <laughs> that just kept tongue coming. Do we want to read from the book of Jared, or is that part of the problem? I think we should read from the book of Jared if there's new material. Is there a new material? I mean, well, there is chapter two. All I'm gonna have to say is this week's commentary is gonna look kind of different. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be looked at with a much more critical eye. I would hope so. Critical scholars have been tearing the shit out of this thing. Yeah. Some say that we just made it up. Let's hear chapter two of the book of God. Chapter two, the book of Jared, verses eight through 18. Dan Campbell appeared to Jared in a dream and said, raise your eyes and behold your new number one receiver. And Jared awoke and looked downfield and behold and beheld Amon Ra, son of John, and was vexed and cried out to Dan Campbell, Why have you cursed me with the fourth round draft pick as my wide receiver number one? And Dan Campbell heard Jared's cries and said, Remove your helmet, for you are standing on holy turf. <laughs> and Jared did as Dan Campbell commanded and said, How am I, who is weak of arm and slow of foot, and cast out from the city of angels? supposed to lead the the team throwing to this guy. Dan Campbell was wroth and thundered. Amon Ra's of a mighty lineage. Uh, Hold on. (laughs) His father was twice twice crowned Mr. Universe and forbade him to quench his thirst or even speak during the most punishing workouts. I will make of him a great ride receiver as I will make of you a great QB. And Jared was chastened, chastened and heaved a long pass to Amon Ra. What? Getting too far. What? Why? I got a tooth. 
Good point, Arthur. Good point. Oh boy. You're interrupting the book of Jared. So what are you sorry. doing? Wow. Yeah, wow. Is... wow. Is there a blasphemer in the office? Oh, this is a sacrilege. Person <laughs> be she. I don't know wow. what just happened. That was okay. like when the women come to the to the part of the Kotel wall in Jerusalem and they just yeah. get banned. Jesus. All right, fine. Yeah. And okay. And I will make of him a great wide receiver as I will make of you a great QB. And Jared was chastened and heaved a long pass to Amon Ra, who with an outstretched arm made a spectacular one-handed grab. Jared rejoiced and said, truly, I have been blessed this day and every day going forward for Dan Campbell and the Brain Trust apparently know what they're doing. That's going to need some serious commentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jared retreated to his dwelling in the realm of Birmingham to study the holy playbook and had a vision. And in his vision, he beheld the NFC North lying prostrate before him. And lo, he fell into a deep sleep. And in his dream, beheld a great NFL ranking ladder reaching up to the heavens. An offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, appeared before Jared and ran drills with him through the long night. As the dawn approached, Ben Johnson beseeched Jared and said, We must stop, for you have proven your worth. And Jared replied, not until you grant me more play action misdirection. Then Johnson did as Jared requested, and Jared awoke, awoke and wept tears of joy. I love that. End of chapter two. That's good stuff. That's good that stuff. Is, yeah. It is very good stuff. Any any uh, comments? Any reactions, brother? Uncle brother. You know, I'm all, I, I'm down with this. I'm down with this. I mean, I I think there needs to be. I think we obviously need the the next chapter or another chapter to have a, a little bit more of the hardship, yeah. a little bit more of there may be some sack and ash, ash sack and ash sackcloth and ash involved, yeah, some gnashing of teeth perhaps, yeah, yeah, um, some, some blessings and curses, some of that, some of that kind of late Deuteronomy vibe as opposed Fire to the Genesis vibe. You know yeah, the the yeah. blessings and the curses, but um, right. Man, you know, mostly curses. I, I, I gotta say, my take on this whole thing uh, on the last week's game. I don't think I'm I, here. <laughs> I, I first of all am partially grateful because mm. I don't think it was good for me to be as manic about this team <laughs> as I was getting. Yeah, I I think it brought me back down to earth in a way that was that was probably helpful. Um. But I, I, you know, I have a, a couple other things that that I mean, I, I agree with Dino that watching the game was fairly mystifying because it was not, it was a historically bad defensive pr- showing. Like it was. Have you ever seen a team team play a, a run defense like that? I don't think I've ever seen it. No, I mean, what was really weird about it, what was weird is they weren't just running it exactly at the gut. They were doing these weird cutbacks at the line, and they couldn't, the linebackers, I mean, we, it, we've we kind of slowly come around on Anzalone, and I think the linebackers had a really bad game. They could not, like, it's one thing if you're getting past the linemen, but then the linebackers should stop it. Um, but. I, you know, and it was also, even though Goff didn't throw an interception, the turnover, any chance of that game being competitive when he blew that snap 
Yeah. Because if there was a version of there was a version of this game where the Lions couldn't stop them really, but it was just a shootout, you know, and ended like 37-34. But when they got down, it got it got gnarly. But here's what I my take on this is that what my takeaway, and I'm following the league much closer than I ever have this year. Barring really three teams. And you could maybe put the Bengals in that in this group now and maybe the 49ers. There's no teams that are consistently good other than Philadelphia, Buffalo, and the Chiefs. There's no other teams. So look at the I mean 49. I, was, I, would, I would definitely put the 49ers. No, no, I said maybe the 49ers yeah. and maybe the Bengals now are like legitimate. Yeah. You can pretty much be certain they're yeah. gonna come out and be really good. But if you look at these, there's two teams that the Lions have played in the last few weeks that, that embody this just as much as the Lions. So Carolina, if you look at what they've done this season, they have no impressive wins before this week. Lots of unimpressive losses. And then the other team is dude, Jacksonville that everybody's going crazy about because they beat, the Jets really convincingly. They beat the Cowboys, right? They got their ass kicked by us three weeks ago. Like absolute, yeah. a, a game that was even, I would say even more humiliating than this game was for us. I mean, it had a bigger point spread. We beat them by 26 as opposed yeah. to 17. And I just think part of what this league is right now, and you just have to remember it, is that these teams are really, really inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, it's totally up and down. And I think we should have, what, to me, what made this loss as pathetic as it was not so bad was like, we totally should have seen, I mean, we had talked a little bit about it. We're like, they're overdue to have a bad game. You just, teams don't, unless you're the truly elite of the league, you don't play like eight good games in a row. Right. And they played a bad game. What's going to be interesting, and this is partially what makes me nervous about going, there's definitely a version of this week's game where Justin Fields, if he plays, I assume he will, runs for like 190 yards. Oh, absolutely. Because they, you know, but I even think here's my other thought on this, like all the silver linings on this. If this team totally implodes and loses the next two games, then they fire Aaron Glenn. And then I think there's defensive guys. Like the thing is like, it's still going to be an intriguing place for people to come to. Like there's really nothing they can do in these last two weeks that will make people think like this is a, a team without some kind of future. So if they totally blow it, they get rid of Glenn, you find someone better, you draft defense. It's a reminder that you need to draft defense. Yeah. And it is what it is. I just, I think, you know, I I think when you pull out on anything like this, you have to remember that if there is progress, and again, it's always possible that the brightest period of the entire Dan Campbell era was two weeks ago. And it's <laughs> never going to be like, that's totally possible. The high water mark. But, but I also think that it's, there's a chance that like progress isn't linear. You you take a few steps forward and then you take a big step back. That's what they did this week. I'm not pressing the panic button, even though I realize that it's quite possible that they're going to continue to disappoint us now. That's my that's my read on the whole thing. Yeah, I don't 
I mean, we knew they weren't a perfect team. No one was saying that they were. I, I always, I never really cared about us making the playoffs this year, to be honest. It's more just the way they lost, which it, it made me think, wait a second, do, you know, we, we've played well for a number of, we played well for a number of weeks in a row on defense, but that game makes you question almost the entire defense right there. Um, no one played well and it. Yes, it is possible that defensive players, you know, the defense as, as a whole just has one bad game, but I don't know. We sort of have to see. It's also possible that you can streak together. I, like, look, we did have that big turnover in the game, but to have however many weeks in a row we had of no turnovers is really unlikely. And that felt a little lucky. So yeah. I, you know, there's maybe some reversion to the mean. But also, I just wonder if this team, look, I guess the worst you can say about us is that we seem to be about right in the middle, like league average, Um, maybe a little below that, maybe, but not much below it. I think, you know, that's what this year has showed, which isn't the worst place to be with four picks in the first two rounds. There is certainly room for improvement. I think, look, the, the offense, golf except for the um, botch snap, played well, um, played very well, in fact. Um, not perfect. It is tough uh, road game, and we couldn't get any running and we, going, and we were behind a lot, so they knew we were throwing. But overall, at least, I guess, you know, you can say one thing. It did nothing to diminish Goff and the book of Goff in our eyes. It still seemed like this guy – Played as well as you can play under the circumstances when you're down by a lot of points. He was able to put points on the board and um, and move the ball. And our defense was just so bad that there was nothing, nothing the offense could to do. To put things in a little bit of perspective about our defense, uh, apparently the game before the Panthers, uh, they played Pittsburgh, not a good team this year, and managed – uh, a total of 21 rushing yards for the entire game, which was like their lowest total in ages. So they, this offensive line, I, I thought like maybe the their offensive line is actually pretty good. Turns out, no, not really. If anything, they're just average and they might actually be ranked pretty poorly. Yeah, and yeah. against Pittsburgh, they didn't do anything. And Sam Darnold is his name Darnold it's a weird name yeah. anyway like was sacked a bunch of times against the Lions they gave up 330 yards rushing the D Lions D and they didn't hit Darnold they didn't even hit him once let alone sack him they didn't pressure the dude at all mm-hmm. so something just fell off a goddamn cliff yeah yeah no they just played but but you don't come away from that and look at those stats and say like Oh, Pittsburgh's rush defense is 10 to 15 times better than the Lions rush defense. No. It's just I think also I really think I think the Lions were starting to feel like they were starting to buy their own hype. Mm, maybe. I think they came into the game. I mean, I'm sure the coaching staff was like, you know, this team's hungry, this team's dangerous, and I think the players were like, yeah, yeah, yeah we know. I think they thought they were better than they were. And they got their fucking asses hand. Did you guys see what Campbell said to the other coach? No. There's a great little uh, clip on um, that was on Instagram that somebody sent me that he 
He walked up to the coach and it was caught on mic. He was like, that he says to the other coach, that was an absolute ass kicking. That's a fucking great job. He just co- c- congratulated the other That's coach. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. He's man. like, what you kicked our say? ass. Good job. You guys were prepared. We weren't prepared. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think I really I really think I think consistency is such a big part of what makes good teams good and good players good. I think about it in the NBA all the time. Like there's two kinds of mediocre players. There's mediocre players that like you pretty much get the same thing from them every night and they're just not that good. Like Corey Joseph, is that his name? Who's on the Pistons? Yeah. Total, like he's had a great NBA career. He's has his moments, but like his ceiling is pretty obvious where it is. And you kind of get that every night. And then you have a mediocre player, like, and maybe this is too generous even at this point based on this season he's had, but like Sadiq Bay, dude, that guy scored 51 points in an NBA yeah. basketball game. And he's fucking not very good right now. And yeah. I think it's like, it's clearly not a matter of like, does he have skills to be a good player? He just, for some reason, some nights he's on and some nights he's off. Yeah. And I just think you take this young team and I just think that they're, I mean, the thing that was scary about the game that was like truly terrible is that you figure at a certain point, whatever Caroline is doing, that the defense is like, all right, we're going to take that away. Yeah, it's not right. like they're not running like it wasn't complicated stuff. No. And the fact that they couldn't take that away was deeply troubling. And it'll and you, you I mean, the crazy thing is, you know, that like after the, the Chicago coaches finished like pleasuring themselves to the game tape. They were yeah. like, all right, let's they they weren't able to stop that all game. Let's right. do it and see if they can stop it now. So, so I've never I don't think I've ever seen a game where there were one team had so many runs where they just sliced through the defensive line. And as you mentioned, the linebacking core. And then it was upon one member of this Detroit secondary to make just like stop. a shoestring tackle. Like it would just it is kind of amazing that they never took one to the house. Right. It's because yeah. it was kind of like what was the game? Was it the Michigan Ohio State game that they ran all those like 70 yeah. yard touchdown runs? Yeah, by, that's yeah, kind by of what end. it was like. It was and somehow the Detroit secondary member one guy would be back it was like almost looked like a drill where it's like an open field drill and a guy is just streaming full speed right at you and you have to just dive. And it was like, yeah, actually Okuda made some nice dives and caught guys by the shoe. But I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was just, so yeah, look, I don't want to read too much into any one game. And I think Campbell, right. I, I didn't see the, uh, quote that you remarked but i did see something where he's like you know what this is what we needed we needed to get our asses kicked something like that and and look i i will go on the record i will ride or die with dan campbell i would love this the lions to just sign i don't know what kind of contract he's on i would just say let's let's have him be the coach for the next five years and just see where this thing ends up we're not going to get anyone better. There's we've we've brought in so many got people in the past. Consistency with coaching that's something Pittsburgh does, and they're not great every year, but they they have a consistency of culture. They have a front office 
that cares, that wants to win, and they find ways of getting there sooner rather than later, much better than most franchises. And I think rather than make any kind of panic moves, which I know they won't do this offseason because Campbell has exceeded expectations, but I would just, I, I think part of it is just let's see how he plays out over the next few years. I mean, that is the rebuild. No one expected them to be a playoff team this year. I certainly didn't. I, I don't really, honestly, yeah, the playoff thing never appealed to me that much. I don't think we're a team that's going to win a playoff game. I Even if we did, it's, this is about the future. It, you know, this team this year is about positioning for the future. I'm a little pissed that Baker Mayfield is suddenly playing hero yeah, boy fucking, for the, it's pissing yeah. me off for the feckin Rams. It's like they have nothing to play for other than to ruin our draft pick. And they seem to be doing that. So that sucks. I just want to read real quick from uh, the, the on ESPN, like the recap of the game. This is interesting mm-hmm. and sad. Uh, <laughs> that the Panthers had seven runs of 20 yards or more against the Lions defense that had allowed just 84 yards rushing per game over the last five weeks. Uh, Foreman and Hubbard, that's Chuba Hubbard, by the way, great name. Except and, his name is Chuba, unfortunately, but I think we just have to call him Chuba. He, he's Chuba. Yeah. Chuba. Chuba, Chuba, yeah. Chuba, 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 Hubbard, Chuba, 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 and Chuba, Chuba, Foreman is their other running back. Both exceeded 100 yards rushing in the first half as the Panthers built a 24-7 lead. Has that ever happened before? It's got to be pretty bad. on the same team of... And then, though, but hold on, I'm not done. Said both running backs said they felt at times the Lions didn't even want to tackle them on Carolina's unforgiving artificial turf. Oh, definitely, Hubbard said. We pride ourselves on just wearing on a team. And when it gets cold out here like this, not too many people want to get hurt, hit or do any tackling. And that definitely showed. Well, you know, there was there was a moment earlier in the game. Dino, I don't know if you heard this when you watched the recap. But there was a play, and this was when the game was still like this was er, this might have been first quarter, like when it was seven seven, maybe fourteen mm-hmm. seven, and the line, and I think it was a CUDA. There was a play where maybe they, I don't think it was a run. I think it was actually like a pass, just to like a running back, you know, toward like not a forward pass really, and and a, and Akuda made this kind of effort to tackle that was like the color commentary guy was like that's how you tackle and you don't really want contact because it's too cold Mm. outside there you go and it was just you know i actually it's funny because the week before we were worried that the jets game would be a weather game and it wasn't this This was a weather game this was the coldest game it had ever been in carolina Right. It was like 20 degrees. I mean, it was sunny, but it was cold as shit because that was the day that it was like three degrees in the Why Midwest. does that make a difference with tackling, though? Well, it, everything hurts more. The ground is harder. Everything I guess is just so, yeah. contact is hurts. There's not give. I but, guess. Yeah, man, it was a shit effort. It was a total shit effort. And yeah. I kind of like it'll be really interesting to see how they respond. Well, right? guess they could, what? Well, when when you need to see how they'll respond, we're going to see this shit in person, people. Have I we know. said that clearly? Have we made that clear? We, we are. Clear. Yes, we're going to see it with our own eyeballs. God help Ford. us. They're going to be at Ford Field. And if I Ghost know, of Bobby Lane, help us. And if I know Lions fans, one week a a one loss isn't gonna gonna take them down. This it's going to be a crazy scene there. It's going to be super loud. 
Oh yeah. Tickets were going for quite a pretty penny, which means they, the I fans, wonder if they went down at all after that loss. I feel yeah, like they have gone down a little bit. I but yeah, think. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. If they go out and lay an egg, there's gonna be some angry, hungover, drunk people. And if they go out and kick the shit out of the bears, there's gonna be some happy, hungover, drunk people. And, and I think, however you slice just, it, there's gonna be some hungover, drunk people there. Should yeah. we just get to the our predictions for next week? Sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. we're already there. I don't know much about the bears other than they have They're a bad really record. Shitty. What's their defense, though? Their defense is usually decent. Although, I'm afraid that Justin Fields is going to have a record-rushing game. He could. They're really bad, though. Like, they're just a bad team on both sides of the ball. So, whereas the Lions are the worst defense, they're, like, the 10th worst. And then their Mm. offense is putrid. They can't really throw the ball. I know that. Like their offense with everything Fields has done this year, they have just in terms of yards per game the seventh worst offense in the league. So mm-hmm. yeah. he has, I mean, again, they're, they're, he they got to have people that are going to try and keep him from going bananas. He has no one to pass to. They have the, they're a really really bad team. They're really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been in some um, games. I mean, they've they they don't always give. You know, they're not like always getting blown out by people. Right. Um, but they they are very much I I I mean I think a weird comp for them, they are somewhat like the pistons of the NFL right now. Ouch. You know, they like they just that can't. Hurts. I mean, if you look, look, first of all, they've lost three, they've lost eight games in a row. Oh wow, that's a lot. Mm. Um, and they've lost and at that point uh, ten, you're not and they've really... lost ten out of eleven. They were two and one, yeah, and they are mm. now three and whatever they are they're very bad. they're really really bad they so, got beaten by 21 at the jets wow but the jets were playing well then yeah and they only you lost know? by five to the eagles too which is they lost by five to the eagles you know they've had some competitive games but but then they, they got a train run on them by the bills <laughs> The Bills just beat their ass. We that only beat them by one. While. We only beat yeah, them but, by one back in uh, November. But that was early in our win streak. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was on that the That was road. before we became the mighty Lions. <laughs> they somehow beat the Patriots Wait, 33 to 14. How did that happen? Yeah, right. How did that happen? No they beat the 49ers over the Who else did they win? Who else did they beat the 49ers? That, wait, isn't that wasn't that? A, oh yeah, you're right. How the hell did they beat the 49ers? Yeah, it was the first week of the season. They're totally yeah, different Jesus. Right now. Yeah, but I, I mean, look, they could come out and Fields could go bananas, and the Lions could come out flat again. That would be really bad. I don't think they happen. will. I think. I mean, the other thing is that as bad as this game was. And the defense didn't play great, but they weren't horrible. They couldn't run the ball very well, but Goff in the passing game was pretty solid. He had those deflections. So, yeah, I don't know. I I I I think my sense of the game is that it's going to be a win, and it's going to be a win that leaves you with a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. You know, I think it's going to be like, I can I just do my pick? Yeah, do it. Um. 
I think it's going to be a five field goal game by Bagley. I think that's going to be part of what's going to be frustrating about this game. You think so, he's capable of making five field goals? Well, I w- actually, as I predict this, I wonder if Campbell's capable of letting yeah. this guy kick like five mm-hmm. times from like the 20, you know, like 28 yeah. yard field goals. But I'm going to go 22 13 Lions. So I think the Lions get five field goals and a touchdown. It's going to be really frustrating. Like, why can't they punch it in? And mm. then the Bears will either whatever they do to get 13 points. That's my pick. It's going to be a I think it's going to be a little bit of a weird game. I also mm. think you cannot overstate. I know these guys are professional athletes, blah, blah, blah. I think January 1st NFL game is a weird thing. Yeah. I just think I, I think these guys are going to be. I just think it's going to be a weird game. I think something strange is going to. I think we are going to get a play from beyond. I hope it doesn't affect the outcome of the game. Right. I'm going to say I think uh, our offense is still really firing. Even last week, I, I we could have scored more points. Um, we moved the ball well. We just didn't have the ball for very for a lot of time. The um. We, we really lost the uh, possession game there. Um, but I think this week is going to be different. I think the Bears don't have much to play for. I think uh, we I think we put up points. I think it's 31-27 Lions. I guess wow. that means I'm picking the Bears to cover because we are five and a half point. I'm not sure the Bears will cover. I would say, yeah, let me change that. 31-25. Uh, so Lions cover. Oh man. Well, I could yeah. I mean, I picked the Lions. Did we all pick the Lions last week? Yeah, we did. Oh boy. That's that's so all I'm thinking. Maybe thinking I shouldn't pick the Lions. Yeah, seriously. Don't pick please the Lions. Please pick, pick please them. pick the Bears. Please pick I will the pick the Bears. Yeah. Thank the you. Bears. Thank then you. I'm then but given that they're not very good, I'll say Bears. Uh, 17, Lions 14. Say it again, 17, 14? 17, 14, Bears. Oh, Bears. That wouldn't shock me either, to be honest. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, you can't be surprised. I mean, I assume, I, I mean, pulling out a little bit, I think we haven't even mentioned the fact that the fucking Packers are gonna probably win yeah. win out i mean they have to they have to beat the vikings this week right but uh but there's a very good chance now right that that uh we're gonna get um that last week game i assume right now it seems like the end of the season to me is um we finish eight and nine so we win next week we lose right. the week after we yeah. don't we're we're not winning up in Green Bay in that last week if there's anything on the line in that game. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean it depends a little bit on the weather cuz the weather's about to get weird. It's going to be like in the high 40s this week. Right. But you got to figure that they're going to win that game. So no, wait, you know, I think you're going to look at 8 and 9 for the season. The only What's way the win is if the Packers are eliminated somehow, which I think still right. Is so possible. the Packers have to lose. The Packers are hosting the Vikings this week. Yeah, which I mean, the Vikings could beat them 
because the Packers are not super there. good, and the and the yeah. and the Vikings are still playing for um, you know, I think the the Vikings are still playing for some position in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But would you be? I, I think I'm picking the Packers to win that game. Yeah, I I honestly don't know. That's a toss up to me. I mean, the Minnesota is as much as we beat them, they seem to just hang in there. And uh, I'm not sold on the Packers by any stretch. Um, no, I'm, but they're playing better. I mean, the Vikings are going to want that game because they're they are right now. If they win out, if, they have the two they have the two seed in the East. So in the interestingly, if the Vikings if the Vikings win, the Vikings beat the Packers. The Packers are eliminated. Pretty, most likely, yes. Um, all if, yeah, if the Packers they're, they're lose, seven and nine. If the Packers lose, then either Lions winning or the Commanders winning eliminates them. In which case, I think then suddenly that last game for us becomes more winnable. But right, because then see. maybe they sit Rodgers or some shit like that. Some shit like that. Yeah. Or they just decide right. to ruin our postseason chances, which, you know, I wouldn't blame them for. Um, but, yeah, we will we will find out. Um, I feel like we should maybe, you know, cut it a little short since next, uh, I, assuming, yeah, this is pretty short for us, under just under an hour. Yeah. Um, given that we're going to be together and I feel like, you know, Many emotions will be stirred, and we'll probably have more to more to say. Um, you know, after making a trip yeah. to the matter to the heart of darkness itself. Uh, Jr. Lomas, can oh. you bring some sort of small microphone that we can interview people with? Um, good, good question. I think I have something actually. I wonder if they'll yeah, let I, it in. Well, I'm not. I'm not at home. I, I don't have anything with me. So Dino, we'll, we'll look. We'll look at Dino's. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I think Dino's right. got a well, You guys are fading in and out a lot right now. I wonder if that's going to show up on the recording or if it's just what I'm getting. Uh, yeah, here. But probably will. I hope not. But that could just be, you know, the lions, the ghost of Bobby Lane. lions past. That's the ghost of Bobby Lane trying to communicate with us. Most likely, it's static. Yeah. All right, you didn't come poop. So we're, we're, we're right. cutting this out at 50 minutes. Let's do it. We got next week for another podcast. Let's it out. Yeah. Yeah, already, right. Uncle Brother. Why don't uh, you give it's us the low bad audio quality? Okay, it's all right. Oh. You know what? We deserve it. What? Oh, let me try again. Hold on. Okay. False start. Three, two, Omaha, two nineteen. Final start. Oh. Oh. an interesting minor harmony. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. I couldn't hear you guys at all. You're totally frozen. Um, well, we got, should we, should we stop recording and stay on for a moment to discuss some logistics? Yeah. Yeah. The, that the fans okay, make sure to join to us for about. the after show when the king discusses. All right, people. Hey, for the Good luck with the bears. All right. This is Spider-Man Allen. And I have a message for everyone in the NFL. Standing on the seat with his helmet way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of clean. The line began to roar. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting?